Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. The Innocence uh, Project is a well-known, not-for-profit, legal organization committed to exoner- investigating and exonerating individuals who have been wrongly convicted through all sorts of different scientific approaches often, but includes other methods as well. M. Chris Fabricant joins us, the author of Junk Science in the American Criminal Justice System. Uh, I, I feel like my introduction to you was anemic because you've got all sorts of other awards and you all have done great work over the years. What do you think of as your proudest achievement? You know, um, I think that probably my proudest achievement are the exonerations of the three people that I wrote about in Junk Science. Um, okay. Keith Harward, Stephen Cheney, and Eddie Lee Howard. Um, you know, apart from you know raising my two kids, I, right? Uh, those three. Gotta, oh, I was going to put that in there too. I, I agree. Uh, but you all literally get you know like a a mail truck full of applications or uh, uh, cries for help every week. How do you begin to determine who is going to get? the muscle who's going to get the eyeballs of the innocence project you know what's really you know when you talked about the the impact of the innocence project on the criminal justice system i think it's a good way to look at our intake process is an important touchstone and you know relating to your question and that when um, barry shack and peter newfeld opened the innocence project doors 31 years ago one of the really important decisions that they made was about 
who was going to get the, the help of the Innocence Project. And what they decided to do was make no subjective judgments about guilt or innocence of anybody that had written for our help. The only criteria was going to be if you could find and test DNA evidence in this case, would that prove innocence? If so, it would take the case. Didn't matter if there was a confession, didn't matter if there are forensic sciences pointing to guilt, didn't matter if there are eyewitnesses that were certain that it was um, the defendant. That was the only criteria. And as a result of that decision, we learned that um, junk science plays a role in over half of all known wrongful convictions. Over half, which is astonishing yeah. because up until that point, we felt that they were essentially infallible and they're still presented that way in the media. Um, and uh, we'll get back to that concept of junk science and what it means moving forward. But going backward, how long ago was it when DNA um, and its use in, in a courtroom was considered junk science? Well, you know, DNA is not junk science. Uh, in 1989 right. was the first DNA um, exoneration. Um, and, you know, somewhat... Um, tellingly, in that first DNA exoneration, junk science was used, microscopic hair comparison evidence, something that I write a fair amount about. So DNA allowed, you know, scientific certainty of facts, which had never been available before. You know, up until that time, we believed that the American criminal justice system was the best in the world, that wrongful convictions were a vanishingly rare occurrence, and that right. with all of our rights and privileges, that it was really um, nearly impossible. And DNA put the lie to that. You tell these stories really well. Um, and you tell them using a narrative form that most people would associate with true crime before you start to kind of unpack the very story that you just presented um, and you follow the the cases as you were involved um, in repositioning the reader's view as to what they had just thought they had understood. What's interesting about that to me, I, I wrote a, a part of my dissertation was about uh, the narratology of true crime. And it's called Toward a Theory of True Crime. And one of the things that we explored in that in the in my research was that frequently true crime was used as a narrative form to point out the the false conclusions of police. Not as often as being, you know, you know, pro law enforcement, but from the very beginning it was sort of a burr under the saddle of these police departments and they began to challenge a lot of the convictions uh on the basis of either they were trying the wrong person or they'd convicted the wrong person. And that kind of gave true crime and the narrative forms that you use in there this status as being sort of a a de facto arm of our American judicial system, that we need to hear the story, not just see the facts. And I think you did that really well in the book. Oh, thank you very much. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to write a page turner because really what my goal was, was to entertain and to educate, you know, I mean, and to dispel the myth of infallible forensics, but nobody wants to read a textbook, you know, I mean, and the stories of, you know, the incredible crimes that my clients were wrongfully convicted of. 
and the struggles for freedom are really some of the most compelling human interest stories that I've come across. And I felt very, sure. very privileged to be, you know, um, a close observer and a participant in them. And, you know, and really it's an effort to create a new true crime genre, untrue crime. That's really fundamentally what we're talking about. But just so you know, there's a strong root for that. There's a, if you go back even to the, the true crime magazines of the 1930s all the way into when true crime became a popular book genre it was often um it was considered to be insubordinate as a it, it didn't it no longer it, it was a it interrogated the very interrogators who had gotten what many considered to be you know, too, the convictions were too easy. And then the, 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 you know, mainstream journalism is done with this. They don't, the, the, maybe the defense attorney continues to lobby the case, but they frequently move on. And so what do you have? And the free, that's often you just have is writings like this. And, but there is a, there's a bit of a history on that, which I, I think you tapped into really well. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's funny the way, you know, I mean, and, and we need true crime for that reason because most criminal procedurals that we see on television, in particular, you know, right. CSI or Law and Order and Forensic right. Files and all these other shows, you know, they're neatly sewn up in one hour. The forensics are sure. always depicted as infallible, objective, conclusive, right. and right. And the cops are always the good guys and the criminals get what they have coming. And, you know, we know that true life, true crime is not that way. No. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? Think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation can render cash worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why Birch Gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole... Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. And the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings Today, I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I had, uh, there was a murder in my family um, and I wrote about it in a book and and I covered the the trial from the transcript that still exists of the trial from 1937. And one of the things that the defense attorneys were saying um, was that, oh, you can't trust this thing about ballistics. You know, there was, oh, they were challenging crime science, even at what now we consider to be a very acceptable level. There wasn't anything, you know, and they called it voodoo. And they made a big deal out of that. And it took a long time before that, I think, was seen differently by the mainstream American public. Um, And that's why I was asking about the other thing, about how long ago before, you know, DNA was accepted. And people were like, oh, well, it's DNA evidence. And that was all you needed to hear. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's such a fundamental difference between DNA and all the other forensic techniques because, you know, almost, you know, every other forensic discipline is only useful in the criminal justice system. And DNA has applications far beyond, you know, criminal justice matters. It's true. So it was developed in a, in a scientific laboratory, you know, I mean, and the most forensics were developed by law enforcement for law enforcement purposes. And if they were admissible in court and they were useful for getting convictions, that was good enough for government work. And that's been true for, you know, a century, you know, I mean, it's still true today. You know, I mean, it's, you know, um, much of my job is trying to combat the continued introduction of junk science in our justice system. Well, and I love that. And we'll get to more specifics on junk science coming up. But that reminds me of a previous guest or two that we've had on who have said, all of that, what you they would say if they were here, everything you just said is true, as long as the lab itself is not corrupt, that uh, the lab can exonerate or convict on the basis of the quality of the science being conducted in the lab, even if the science itself is accepted, that it still has to be practiced in a way which makes it useful. Absolutely. You know, I mean, they, I mean, there's always bad actors, you know, I mean, that, you know, can take an otherwise valid technique and, and turn it into, you know, a, a tool for, you right. know, miscarriages of justice. You know, Eddie Lee Howard's case, you know, you talk about Michael West and um, Dr. Michael West, who's a forensic odontologist, and Dr. Stephen Hain, who's a forensic pathologist, or two, two of the most notorious charlatans, you know, in the annals of junk science, you know, I mean, and, you know, one was working in, you know, largely valid field pathology and one was working in, you know, probably the junkiest field out there. But between the two of them, they're responsible for, you know, hundreds of years of wrongful incarceration. And into their, probably into their own mind too, they thought of themselves as pioneers. um, And the fact that they were getting paid, you know, tens of thousands of dollars every year, if not, you know, considerably more, to testify, um, to to pick up, to do a kind of a cursory investigation, and and you talk about that as, um, in the book, where they yeah they looked at it enough to be able to tell a jury that they did, but they weren't ever. There's a lot of 
um, of these uh, professional uh, witnesses, expert witnesses, who are less about the truth and more about how much they're going to make doing it. Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, and it's funny that you call them uh, and they, they refer to them as pioneers or themselves to pioneers, you know, and I, you know, like uh, you, I, I quoted, you know, a lot from the transcripts of these cases and, you know, the, the prosecutor in Eddie Lee Howard's case called Michael West. He compared him to Galileo and said that he was right. attacked for his groundbreaking views. And this, right. this is just the same. And it was really astonishing when I read that. I just yeah. really couldn't believe it. Well, and I'm afraid if we just get started with that particular case, we'll get interrupted at the bottom of the hour break. So we'll wait till after that. And then I really want you to just tell that story. But I had a, a, a so how did you know, this was a guy who had the, the first case we're going to talk about sort of parallels the another case that was on the on the Netflix series on the Innocence Project called The Innocence Files. And they they both some of that was focused on um, the uh, forensic ontology, the study of of bite marks, and that that was. I mean, it sure looks good. I mean, it look. I mean, just as an outside observer, it's like ah, got him because they, you know, there are people that believe that there are no two bite marks the same. It's like fingerprinting. Uh, it's like a lot of things, and so if if we got bite marks, then we're going to lead. We are going to end up with the actual killer, and I think that was interesting that you started both the book and then the the Innocence Project Netflix series kind of started with that same premise about bite marks. Not a coincidence. Yeah, you know, well, you know, it's not. It well, was it a coincidence? I, I you know I'm not sure. I um the it's really, it's the paradigmatic example of junk science. So it's useful in terms of telling the story. And, but really some of all of the problems that are associated with by mark evidence are true for so many of the techniques that are still admissible today. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, you touched on something important about junk science in that it has good intuitive appeal, right? You know what I mean? Is that if you're not critically thinking about it, it makes sense. You think about bloodletting. Bloodletting, right. you know, was lasted, right. you know, made enough intuitive sense last 2,000 years. You know, I mean, you know, I'm sick, my blood is sick, you know, I get some new blood and I'll feel better. Same is true with bite marks, right? You know, say, well, you know, are we seeing this bite mark on this um, corpse, you know, and if we found the teeth that match that bite mark, we'd have our killer. But there was never any research. There was never any proficiency testing. There was never any ability to diagnose a particular injury as a bite mark. It was just total guesswork in a totally invented, you know, field that had no basis in science. And one of the things that was astonishing to me is I never saw this in any cross-examination of any of the cases that I took is that it should have blown it out of the water right from the beginning. And you'd say that, okay, let's just say that you could diagnose this as a bite mark. Forensic odontologist comes in sometimes days, sometimes weeks after a murder, takes a photograph, many, many, many very precise photographs of what he believes or she believes is a bite mark. And then they take the suspect and they try to match it up to this bite mark. But skin changes in a decomposing corpse hour to hour, day to day, week to week. Same is true with somebody that's healing, right? And so somebody that might match 
one hour might not match the next hour or the next day. Yeah. And I never saw a question about that. Not once. Imagine you mentioned fingerprints. Imagine if fingerprints yeah. matched one day and then didn't match the next. Didn't match the next day. Right. You know, so just to, to make the case, too, there are also these really weird, rare exceptions. Strange, I, I would be a better use of the word. Um, like the return of bloodletting, which they're doing with leeches for people who have obese, certain problems related to obesity. And it's just an experiment, but it's something that was in New Scientist. And they're actually looking at that again. It doesn't account for how it was used before. But as you say, there are all sorts of, you know, there on an hour by hour basis, our bodies being what they are, both living and dying. um, We would need almost like time lapse photography on us at all time to be able to see what's working and not working. This is true. You know, I mean, um, this is why we, we have to, you know, go to the lab. We have to do the foundational research. You know, I mean, and we have to do the applied research, you know, otherwise we're going to end up with wrongful convictions and wrongful executions. You know, I mean, it's amazing to me that we don't have something like the FDA for forensics, you know, that there's right. a government agency that doesn't do validation research before it's used in the criminal justice system. We have that for toothpaste or mouthwash, yeah. toilet paper. Right, right. The FDA that does that. But we care more about consumer products. We care more about toilet paper than we right. do about the reliability of toilet paper than we do about the reliability of science that's used to condemn people in our justice system. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 